Welcome everybody to another episode of the Abarcast. This is Brian Abarca. I'm your host. And today, let's talk about glutes and are they real or are they fake? It's disappointing these days, the biggest fitness influencers on social media photoshop their pictures and or have BBLs. I know what you're thinking. Fuck you, Brian. You're a Hispanic Krillin. You have a big head. Who are you to judge? But I just want to address this honestly because it affects people, especially my clients, psychologically, because they're chasing something that is naturally impossible to reach. These influencers are selling training programs. They have the appearance of big glutes, but know nothing about proper, I'm talking about proper glute training. During consultations with my clients, you know, when we first meet, I have some clients pull up IG influencers and models and explain they have mimicked their exercises that they've seen on Instagram, TikToks, Snapchat, etc. at the gym and still see no results. As a trainer, now I have to explain how cos- cosmetic procedures and photoshopping set unrealistic fitness expectations. As a trainer, I must set achievable objectives tailored to each client. So there's some exercises that um, are usually mainstream that these clients usually show me on on those consultations. I'm talking about like those kickbacks where they, you know, excessively arch their back. Their back is in hyperextension. You know, um, they look like a scorpion. You don't want to be doing that. Also, when you have cables in between your legs and a man or a woman are kneeling and they're thrusting their their hips forward those are those exercises are not really that good for for proper glute training and proper glute growth but those are the two main exercises that i would see when we are doing consultations but let's talk about let's say bbls brazilian butt lifts Basically, fat is sucked out from places in your body like your legs, waist, etc. and put on their glutes, resulting in a very tiny, small waist and a big ass. Nothing is wrong with that. I honestly find it attractive if surgery is done right, but that's not the point in this episode. It's the fact that these influencers lie that they earned it at the gym and give others false hope. That's the issue that I have, to be honest. Like, they lie, lie. Like, I'm not talking about, you know, oh, you know, maybe we did, maybe we didn't. No, they lie, lie. They do not tell anyone they go MIA for six months or a year, and then they come back all of a sudden. They're like, oh, yeah, you know, it's proper training, proper diet. You know, I have my program here. I'm ready to sell to you guys. And then they start selling fake booty programs when it was a cosmetic procedure. And it's fine, but just be honest about it, you know? Um, and some clients, they come up to me or, you know what? I should say potential clients. They come up to me and they say, but booty, Dr. Brian, how do I lose weight and fat, but keep it on my ass? Technically you cannot do that. It's a very popular question when I get asked that. Um, especially since, you know, I was very well known for the past few years as the booty doctor. Um, the fact is when you have natural big glutes and I'm talking about, Nine times out of ten, there's, you know, they're Spanish women. You know, you have some exceptions as Caucasians and, and you know, African-Americans. 
But especially, you know, growing up in a Spanish household, you know, nine times out of 10, we have those Latin, you know, curves. And the fact is, those natural big glutes or curves are mostly fat, you know. And if you don't have much muscle there and you've never worked out glutes before and you start losing fat, let's say in a fat loss program, you're going to start losing your glutes. That's fact. I usually tell my clients this right before, you know, actually starting to train um, and, and have them become aware of these things just because it's very, very important to be aware that there's going to be a few inches shaved off your glutes. Okay. You can't choose where you're going to lose your fat at the end of the day. It's genetic. Good news is that if you end up losing fat, especially in your glutes, you can always go back and build some muscle there. And that's where I'm trying to get at, especially since um, we're talking about glutes. You want to build muscle by doing glute, uh, doing exercises that specifically work on these glutes. I'm talking about the three major glutes um, in your hips. I'm talking about the glute medius, the glute maximus, and the glute minimus. Okay, I'm talking about those crab walks that I always uh, advertise on Instagram. I'm talking about those hip thrusts that I always advertise on Instagram. I'm talking about those monster walks. I'm talking about proper glute extensions or kickbacks. Um, but those are the, the things that I really have been in the past few years, really been focused on my go-to exercises when I have female uh, clients reach out to me saying, listen, booty doctor, I need a Colombian ass. But I really need to express that, hey, reality check, you know, the things that are you seeing on Instagram or social media, they're not realistic unless you go under a cos cosmetic procedure. Um, but now that we're on the topic of social media, there's a lot of photoshopping for men and women who are fitness influencers and that already have amazing bodies. They already have amazing physiques. So my thought process is like, why, why photoshop? You know, there's nothing wrong with putting filters and contrasting um, some of a little bit of the photos just so that you can see or improve the aesthetic of the photo and to increase, uh, you know, the colors in the photo so you can make it pop. It's fine. I even do that. You know, I just came back from Hawaii. I've been doing that with the beach and myself and da da da, etc. But you don't see me literally photoshopping, you know, pointing at my ass or pointing at my midsection and then just dragging along and literally photoshopping some of my photos. You don't see me do that. But when you're intentionally enhancing your ass and slimming down your waist, you're misleading people. For what? You know, you're going to end up seeing them in person and they're going to you're going to expose yourself. Like I I I honestly do not understand what and for the people who are going to be seeing this on my social media, like, please re reply because I I'm honestly lost. Like, I don't know why people would do that. Why do I have a problem with this? You're intentionally trying to mislead people about your physique. Again, it comes down to, you know, you're, you're a different person in social media. But when you're when you're when you're meeting someone in person, you know, there's no hiding. Like you're, you're literally, you're literally going to let the other person find out, you know, what you photoshopped. So honestly, like, why do you do that? Men and women, you know, 
and and that's the 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 the, the real aspects and obstacles that us trainers you know have to deal with in social media and now that i'm speaking about social media and the aspects of training i want to kind of transition to the business aspect of social media and training why why has or has social media affected you know personal training um personal training's business side in a positive or negative way now, the negative way, it's some of you guys, you may understand or may realize, all right, you know, that's pretty obvious. But putting some things to light, people have unrealistic expectations for training due to photoshopping and cosmetic procedures. In, this, in addition to this, there is so much free content now on social media available, which from a business standpoint can negatively impact people's willingness to pay a trainer per session rates. It's fact, you know, not only social media, but you, you, you now have Google, 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 X, Y, and Z. You can just hashtag X, Y, and Z, and you, you have literally a training program on social media. So then why have a trainer? It's a good question. You know, ultimately when people with no fitness experience though, follow and copy these free workout reels, let's say on TikTok or on Instagram, they typically end up getting hurt. They hurt themselves. It's 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 it, nine times out of ten. I'm I'm telling you. When I have clients come in to my gym saying, "Hey, I'm looking for a trainer because X, Y, and Z. I want to lose lose fat. I want to look cute. Wedding's coming up. My quinceanera's coming up. I get it. But when then, but when I ask for a medical history, they're like, "I feel, you know, some rice krispies in my ankles, some rice krispies in my my back." I have a torn ACL, I have a herniated disc, and these, these men and women are 16, 17 years old. And I asked them why. You know, these injuries happen when you start copying people on Instagram. They follow those workouts, those reels. But they happen because of the lack of stretching, improper form. They use heavy weight when, in fact, you've never enjoyed weight training. You've never lifted any heavy weights before so why all of a sudden are you going to jump onto a heavy squat rack or a heavy bench these things happen you know so when when you hire a personal trainer you almost and i welcome it because i'm very diverse in my in my craft but when you seek a trainer and you start telling them listen i have all these injuries you know, it kind of complicates our job a little bit more. And it's, you know, it's neither here nor there. There's that gray area where, you know, you can have that additional exposure to exercises, reels, etc. Of, of, of different workouts depending on your goals. But yet, you need to properly be educated before and or after these um these exposures to these exercises. What are the positive aspects of social media on my business side? Good question. So social media acts as a networking platform that allows personal trainers like myself connect with individuals all around the globe, worldwide. You know, I'm bald, Mr. Worldwide, Pitbull, the whole nine, 
You know what I'm saying? I go all out. So when I'm hashtagging UK, hashtagging LA, hashtagging, you know, London, I'm putting my hashtag Chelsea FC. I'm really trying to get my brand well known worldwide. Why? So that when I go see a Chelsea game, they're going to be like, hey, you're that pitbull looking Hispanic Krillin, you know, motherfucker that does the booty work. That's the booty doctor in the U.S. and Jersey. Oh, yeah, that's me. And then, you know, I could have a picture. It's great. But in all seriousness, I have had a lot of increased number of virtual training sessions and online programs because of this outreach. And, and that's just fact. You know, I'll have people all across the U.S. say, hey, listen, you know, I wish I can train with you. I wish I could drive to Jersey. I wish I could do this. I wish I could do that. But I can't. I'm in a different state. I'm miles, miles away. So what's the best thing you can do to help me out? I'll give them advice. I'll answer all their questions. And then they still insist on having some type of format or structure. And then that's when I give them the option of doing online programs or virtual training. You know, I even have clients who end up training with me for a year, two years, and then they end up moving. They end up getting married, etc. And um, they still want to continue with me. So then there's that virtual aspect. Um, it also helps connect me with clients and followers 24-7. Literally Sunday through Sunday, I'm contacting, I'm reaching out, I'm tagging, I'm conversating, I'm commenting, I'm liking all these clients that I train and all the potential clients that I train and the followers. You know, you actually think about it. I'm in touch with them 24-7, regardless of the time. Yeah, there's that professional aspect of, you know, I shouldn't be texting my clients after a sp specific time. But then that social media, you know, it's that buffer. It's that gray area where, well, technically it's social media. You know, even if I want to be, be professional, if I want to tag someone at 12 a.m. in the morning, I can. It's social media. Hopefully that will go viral. And then there you go. My client and myself are marketing each other. You know, this round clock connection allows me to post media content, educate people, also allows me to stay connected and involved in my clients and and the lives of my clients and even my followers. I'm connected to them. So, you know, Rebecca, if if I'm telling Rebecca to behave in the weekends and eat very well and then she's posting nachos and wings and mozzarella sticks and x y and z from applebee's from the two for 20 meal you know i may have i may have something to say i may have you know a comment or a swipe up saying hey you know emoji eyes what's going on here and then when i see them on monday there's no going back to that but yet you know you know i may face some blocking or some uh some hiding of stories uh, but to be honest, like, like I have that connection with those people, you know, um, in all aspects and believe it or not, a trainer's role is not only to help individuals produce physical results. It's not only that, but it's also to work and to increase individuals self-esteem to give them self-confidence if a client is negative, change that aspect, change that mentality to a positive one. You know, if if someone is mentally, you know, in the other side of a positive spectrum 
and they're seeking advice or seeking help. They're seeking education, but then they also seek someone who is not biased, who's going to be straightforward to them, family, a friend, you know, that's part of my job as well. Training, I always tell my clients, is very psychological, you know, especially in the beginning when you try to establish a relationship um, during a consultation, during the first session, you know, trust is given or is kept away in the first session, second session, or even the consultation if your wall is already up and you have trust issues, you know, and if you trust your trainer, beautiful things could happen, you know. Um, before we even get to, um, or you know what, I would like to get away from that emotional part and speak about my tan. So yes, I went to Hawaii. I was gone for 10 days. Um, it was gorgeous. I was speaking, um, to one of my clients throughout the week this week, because this is my first week back. And I told him, listen, you, you almost lost the trainer. Because I went skydiving and I went swimming with the sharks during my time in Oahu in Hawaii. And I literally thought I was going to die multiple times. But these are the things I had in my bucket list. Why? Because I realized after my grandfather, a.k.a. my dad, passed away, life is short. So I figured, why not? I need to face these fears Prove to myself, prove to my clients, prove to my followers that fear is just mental and you can honestly overcome anything. Physically, mentally, anything. You can, you can, you can hop over that obstacle and the, the other side is actually greener in that aspect, you know? So I always had this joke where, and it wasn't really a joke, where, you know, I actually shared my bank account and my passwords to my sister right before I jumped, just in case, you know, like I didn't want to call my mom and say, hey, listen, you know, um, I might die today. I love you. Pass me to my grandmother. Listen, I love you, etc. I didn't want to do that. My mother's very, very like she's a very nervous type of person. So if you even tell her any type of anxious statement she's gonna go wall to wall she's gonna Chris brown it you know what i'm saying so i give all my information to my sister and my sister's like oh she's always been like very nonchalant she's like oh you'll be fine you know get over it stop being a pussy you know so after that i i jump off uh what was it fifteen thousand feet i jump off of like a, a plane that's you know 50 pounds think about like a honda civic from 1995 version of a plane in the sky i was in one of those that only fit like five people okay i was pretty scared you know my cameraman who i i hired there to you know do the the whole video of my jump and you know the guy that helped me uh do the parachute thing on on my back i forgot the terminology he they all like really welcomed me and tried to kind of like calm down my nerves which was fine but then when I'm sitting down there and it's a 15 minute flight to 15,000 feet right above the clouds to jump off and they're all saying bye to each other like it's the last time they're going to hang out and see each other. I'm I'm shitting bricks, to be honest. And I was the second person in line. I jumped off for a second. You actually feel like you're in a roller coaster for a second. After that, 
it's fucking paradise, to be honest. If you have the luxury or the opportunity to go to Hawaii and do skydiving, go for it. Um, skydiving in upstate New York, it's probably not going to be the best view, but it, it it's also an experience. But I decided, why not? I have gorgeous islands, turquoise, neon blue waters to see. If I die, that's going to be my last scene. Jump into the sharks. Um, the video that I posted was a fisheye view. So everybody was asking, oh, you know, these are little baby sharks. They could actually go through the cage. No, they're fucking huge. You know, they they look like they were maybe 20, 25 feet, you know, big or long. Um, the bars of the cage were literally this wide. So if I wanted to, I could get out of the cage, but why the fuck would you do that? You know, there were seven sharks that were swimming all around me, um, all under the cage. I think even the, this might be illegal. I'm not going to tag them. So you don't have to be worried about it, but the captain actually like threw chum in the fucking water and the sharks just kind of went crazy. And I was like, Oh shit, I'm going to die for like a second. But I felt one with the shark. You know, those of you who know me and explained uh, or where I've explained why I love sharks. My grandfather, he used to be a professional wrestler in Peru back in the day when he was 18. And he was called the shark in Spanish. That's why I have a shark right here. And the captain was just like, oh, hey, you know, you look like a shark lover. You should be the first one to jump into the cage. So that's why I thought I was going to die. Um, other than that, you know, the best experience and the scariest experience was definitely the skydiving. Um, yes, I was a fat ass um, in Hawaii, regardless of whether I I ate well or not. I, I ate horribly. And the last three days was the most active because I did not want to come back as a bloated fat piece of shit of a trainer and then train my clients and say, hey, listen, you know, did you guys do your homework? And I didn't even do my homework. You know, so um, I did hikes here and there. I worked out the last three days and I felt great. The food was amazing. Everything was very fresh. The only bad aspect was just the desserts were, were amazing. Um, but that was my Hawaii trip. If you guys have the luxury of going to Hawaii, I tell you, please, please, please go to Hawaii. Start with Oahu. Um, I was thinking about doing Maui, but I was convinced to do Oahu. Um, it is a very very long fucking flight like i'm a, I'm a wide guy so if i'm gonna be in a six six inch economy not plus but negative and i'm like right here for 12 hours i'm gonna be i'm gonna be dying so i sold my leg and i sold my arm and i did first class and it was the best thing ever i saw like three fucking movies four fucking movies and the next thing you know i hear the captain's like oh you know the landing is gonna be in an hour and i was like oh shit this is how first class is I had a bed. It was amazing. The food was was still was still kind of shitty, but it was definitely better than 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 peanuts, you know, on a twelve hour flight. Um, coming back, it was an economy plus because it was you know eight nine hours, so that was fine. Uh, other than that, everything was great, you know. Um, if you have more information or if you want more information about Hawaii, DM me, email me, text to me, uh, talk to me, and I'll be happy to advise you. But other than that that's my episode cheers i love you all um i will see you in my next uh, bar cast please 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 answer my question monday so that i can start tackling these questions i know i skipped it but i had a lot of things to get off my chest after a nice two-week break from the bar cast but i'm happy i'm back 
I love you all, and I'll see you guys next time.